Hello and welcome to the Sports Grade Podcast, your bite-sized guide to enter the sports industry. And with me in front of me is the infant, Ruben Williams. How are you, mate? G'day, Ryan. I'm fantastic. Thank you. It's been two years since we started this podcast, believe it or not. I can't believe we've made it to, oh. to two years. But uh, we've been crawling for a while. I can say you could say we are infant. <laughs> we've still got our training wheels on in a lot of respects. But um, two years we've been going for now. So... Uh, well done to us. <laughs> yeah, well done, well done. I must say, when uh, when the call came that night to do this podcast, and you, if someone had said to me in two years' time <laughs> you'll turn two doing this pod every week, mm. oh, I'm not sure I would have said it. I'm not sure I would have said we'd do that. But mm. Incredible. For those who haven't heard the story, two years ago I was down in Lawn Cricket Australia had stood down Ryan and I for nine or ten weeks, and I thought. I'm going to call up Ryan and ask him if he wants to do a podcast with me. And I called him up and he's just lying on his bed, doing nothing, just finished playing PlayStation. And I said, hey, what do you think about doing a podcast? And what do you say, Ryan? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In those words, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's probably uh, the exact tone yeah. that it was setting. I'd say so. I was uh, pretty bored though. I was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. Can do. Might as well. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I said to you, let's just do it for a little while, give it a test run, see how it goes. Uh, and if it doesn't work, doesn't work, we can stop and go do yeah. something else. But here we are two years later. So we might still be on the test run. Who knows? Oh, we're definitely still in the test run. <laughs> <laughs> still trying to figure it out. <laughs> two years in, training wheels on. I think it's a great way to put it. But mm. yeah. How good, eh? That's Second it. Second birthday. Yeah. So, episode, I enjoy episodes like this. We get a time to reflect, yeah. go back and remember all the great people that we've chatted with and recall some of our favorites, which I don't know about you, but for me, it was incredibly hard sifting through the list on Spotify, trying to be like, oh, that was a great one. Yeah. He yeah. or she's in my top five for sure. And then I'd go down and be like, yeah, she's in my top five before. He's in my top five. Yep. And then all of a sudden, I got 12 people in a list. I'm like, my God, I need to yeah. turn this back. It was hard. It was hard going back. And a year's a long time in podcasting. It is. <laughs> and those who have podcasted for a while will tell you that. <laughs> yeah, oh, they'll, they'll know. Uh, but no, you're dead right. It was very hard to pick five. And we have just kind of just raced ahead and, and said what's on the episode today. Mm. We are both going to give our top five podcasts uh, from the last year. Mm. So... Very exciting episode. I I love these episodes as well. I mean, we've only had so what are we? How many episodes are we up to now? Uh, hundred and eighty-eight. Yeah, one eighty-eight. So we only really get these every sort of half century, you know. Mm. So we've got to enjoy them. Absolutely, oh, we got them. I do love them. So let's crack in. Uh, I'm Ryan Walker. He's Reuben Williams, and we are two mates who met at Cricket Australia, and now we help people find their own dream job through this very podcast and our online community. If you want to follow us, head over to LinkedIn or even better, if you want to connect with us and hundreds of others working in sport, jump into the SportsGrad community. And as always, Ryan, we'd love to give a big shout out to our SportsGrad community and in particular today, and this one is quite fitting, we'd love to call out our good friend Sheka Shridhar who has just got a job at Cricket Australia as a customer onboarding and support coordinator. Well done to you, Sheka. Sheka has been listening since day dot. He's even written us a lovely card way back when that was filled with all the adjectives that we have used to describe each other in the hundred or so episodes that we've done. <laughs> uh, 
So he's been a long-time listener, a very thoughtful listener as well. So it's very fitting that during the week he texted us to say, hey, boys, I've got a brand-new job at Cricket Australia. So well done to you, mate. We are happy to hear that you're going yep. well. Uh, if you're like Shekhar and you want a foot in the door of the sports industry or if you're like Cricket Australia and you want to save time hiring great people quickly and easily or if you're just like us, and you want to get out there and network with people in the sports industry, there is really something for everybody inside the sports grad community. So head to the link in our show notes to get involved. Awesome, Rubes. Well done, Shekha. Absolute superstar and a really valued member of our sports grad community as well. Uh, now, Rubes, there's a golden decade of sport coming to Australia. Mm. Not sure if you've heard. I've heard. There's been a lot of noise about <laughs> this, but... Listen to the, some of these competitions coming to Australia in the next decade. You got the FIFA Women's World Cup, mm-hmm. the FIBA Women's Basketball World Cup, the Netball World Cup, ICC Men's T20 World Cup, the Commonwealth Games, Olympic Games, Paralympic Games, and the Rugby World Cup, men's and women's. Amazing. Whoa. So, <laughs> there is a lot of significant growth for the sports industry on the way, which is basically going to unlock thousands of jobs, mm. uh, which is absolutely unreal for those wanting to work in sport. Studying sport at Deakin provides opportunities for students looking to be part of this existing golden decade of sport. So studying sport at Deakin, a global leader in sport education, can unlock career opportunities beyond the field. So get involved. Check out Deakin today. It's some sort of list. I, well, I had to write it down. Like, <laughs> how many is on there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's like eight items there. Yeah. That's you, a that's some list. Any country would be happy to just have one in a decade. Yeah. If you're in Australia, I mean, you're spoiled yeah. for choice, really. This is where you want to be working in sport in the next decade. So. Yeah. Very we'll, exciting. We'll, we'll be making a conscious effort to make sure that we're providing people to, to all of those events. Absolutely. I think there's already a few on there who are already part of our community yeah well we've, we've had the t20 world cup recruiting at our meetups we caught up with Hiam from the fifa women's world cup the other day for lunch so yep. we're on track who do we know at the olympics oh nat cook nat cook yes uh who else is there garth garth over in over in lausanne switzerland gee there's a few names yeah. but that is what this episode is all about it's all about our faves from the last year of podcasting mm. sitting across the desk from ruben Having a lot of fun. Uh, we haven't been across the desk for the whole time and a lot of it has been virtual. So Well, we did the first 150 episodes from our bedrooms, yes. virtual. So, everyone, if you go back on YouTube, you can <laughs> see Ruben and I's bedrooms for the last year. Mine was shocking. Yeah. My backdrop. Well, I've moved house about six times in that <laughs> so period I. of time. So, if you want to see where I've lived. <laughs> I've just moved again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well... <laughs> Let's get cracking because I'm genuinely very keen for this. I know we both had a crack at picking five. We put them together. We realized hmm, there's a lot of overlap here. We both had about 15 each. So we've cut it down to five with some honorable mentions and then we're going to go through some great community moments of the last Mm. year as well. So Rubes is going to kick us off, bit of commentary in between. This is going to be a bit of fun. Yeah. Look, I'll just start by saying these are in no particular order. Yeah, yeah. I could not put them in any particular order. They're not our <laughs> favourites. We're not giving anyone preferential treatment. <laughs> it's purely five just that we loved. That we absolutely love. Um, and I'm going to start one that's close to, to my heart, and that is Sam Hickson. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might go there. 
Now, Sam, Sam features in episode 185, which is only a few episodes ago. But the reason why this is what was an instant favorite for me was because Sam was literally living out my dream job with the Socceroos running onto the field as they qualified for the FIFA World Cup. And that moment when Australia qualified for the FIFA World Cup in 2005, for the first time in 32 years, that was a catalyst for me wanting to work in sport. Mm. I was lucky enough to be in Sydney that night and witness this incredible stadium just erupt. And I thought, how amazing is this? If I can spend my entire life and career doing this, then I'll be pretty happy, pretty well off. Sam Hickson is living out that moment again. (laughs) And we got to talk to him just hours, literally just hours after Andrew Redmayne had made the save to qualify for the World Cup. Grey Wiggle. The Grey Wiggle. And Sam got to share with us all the bits and pieces, all the the behind-the-scenes action from staying with the Socceroos on camp during their qualifiers, how he got selected to go to Qatar to be a part of the camp, how he even got his foot in the door of Football Australia. And I was just sitting there being like, this guy is just living out my dream right now. I'm so happy for him and so grateful to be hearing the inside word of of what he's experiencing. So we're very lucky that uh, Sam is a valued member of our community. And whilst he was over in Qatar, he was also just dropping photos every week or so saying, hey, this Mm. is what I'm up to in my job. People were going crazy for it. Like here's one of our own just living it up on the biggest stage in the world. And, um, yeah, so that's why he's one of my favorites. That was my vision for my career when it all started and Sam got to live it out. You're kind of like a proud dad living vicariously through his son. Yeah, I haven't always <laughs> <a> bit. <laughs> I feel a bit young to be able to feel that way, but... <laughs> yeah, it's come a bit early, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Brilliant. so Sam in episode 185, living the dream with the Socceroos at the FIFA World Cup qualifiers is uh, my first favourite. Love it. Now, my second favourite... Uh, number two is Dan Simons from Golf Australia, People and Culture Manager. Not Simmons. Not Simmons. If you go back and listen to the episode, Ryan mispronounces <laughs> his name. <laughs> right as is about to come on air. <laughs> but Dan Simons in episode 110, How to Master Your Resume, is one of my favorites because it's one that I turn people to all the time because mm. of the nature of his information. It's extremely actionable. Uh, Inside there, he goes through um, what he thinks of people's resumes when he's reading them. He's literally got up to 600 resumes per job to sift through. And he told us that there is a five-second window which you have to impress me if you want to continue on. Not if you want to get an interview, if you want me to shortlist your resume. You've got a five-second window which just gave us a great look under the hood of what these people go through to select um, candidates. Um, so, he gave us great insight as to what to put in your resume if you want to stand out in a field of 600. Uh, he also told us about the most common resume traps and what you can do to avoid them such as, you know, copywriting tips and, and formatting tips. Um, he also talked about how you can transfer your skills from another industry. So, if you've spent five years working in IT mm. and you want to come across to sport, well, Dan gives you all the tools and tricks you need to, to do it. Um, and so, I, in, to, to summarize all of this, Dan just gives us a really practical way on how to sell yourself on paper, which I think a lot of people need. 
and which is why I continue to flick people over to episode 110 and why if you look at the downloads, it's it's right up there as well. So uh, that is my second favorite. Dan Simons, How to Master Your Resume in episode 110. Nice. He can also hit a golf ball quite well. He can. We saw the other day. Yeah, I hear he's the office champion down at Golf Australia in yeah. Cheltenham. Well, he absolutely dominated us and I, I wish we got a bit of vision of him playing golf. He mm. focused on me and the reel that you put up on yeah. Instagram and my <laughs> shocking golf ability. But Dan, great golf player. He'd be listening too. So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, we're going international for number three. Ooh. Michael Wolford from the Cincinnati uh, yes. Bengals. Michael is a commercial partnerships manager over there working for one of the teams that featured in the Super Bowl this year, like literally the biggest annual event in the entire world. And as a reward yeah. for making the Super Bowl, the Cincinnati Bengals took Michael and the entire Bengals staff to the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. If you look, scroll through our Instagram feed, you can see some content from Michael's seat uh, inside SoFi Arena. So I encourage you to go back and look at that. But... um. We spoke to him in the week leading up to the Super Bowl to understand what goes on. Mm. If you're working the biggest annual event in the world, what does your day-to-day look like? You know, how are you and, – and from a commercial point of view as well, when you've got these massive brands spending tens of million dollars on NFL and you're the person responsible for where that money goes, we wanted to find out and Michael told us exactly what happened. So, episode 153 with Michael Wolford, the account manager over at the Cincinnati Bengals, all about life working in the week leading up to the Super Bowl. Uh, that was my next favorite. Yeah, that was unreal. What insight. Mm. Gave us a bit of time in the week leading up to it yeah. as well, which was – he would have been a busy man. But mm. how good's getting getting uh, flown to the Super Bowl as a staff benefit? I know. Unbelievable. That'd, and, be, that'd be decent. And it's weeks like that when I like, you know, stop pressing record and think how – Good is it that we get to do this every single week? Just chat to amazing people yeah. all around the world. Yeah. Because at the end of that, Michael was like, "Hey, let me know when uh, you come to America next, because I'll I'll look up when the fixture comes out. We'll pencil in a game and come over, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll show you around." Yeah. Yeah. Which I think the fixture is out now, but <laughs> well, what we'll, are we uh, yeah, we'll have to find a way Didn't to get over there. Didn't he say as well if we come and see Cincinnati, he'll put the sports grad logo on the LED. Oh, he who, may, he may have. Or maybe he did He did it. No, that's what he said. He said it. So, for their prospective commercial partners, they take mm. them around, give them a tour, and they put their logos on the LED. Yeah. And I think we might have asked, so when we come for our tour, you'll put sports grad all over the stadium. Yeah. He's like, yes, absolutely. So, that'd be good. That was cool. That was a great little masterclass he ran for the community. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, so, Michael Wolford, number three. Number four, coming back to the do- the golden decade of sport arriving in Australia. I know where you're going with, with the this. pinnacle being the Brisbane 2032 Olympics, uh, and one of the key people who is endorsing the Olympics for Queensland and Australia is Natalie Cook. Now Nat is a five-time Olympian and a gold medalist in Sydney 2000 for beach volleyball, and she is the most proud and passionate Queenslander I think I have ever met. Yep. She introduced props to the podcast. No one else has in- ever introduced props to the podcast. She brought along her Olympic ring sunglasses and brought out her, her gold medal from Sydney uh, and her bronze from the Olympics before that. And uh, 
was just an incredible inspiration for people who dream of working at the biggest sporting events in the world. Yeah. She said her role now is basically just to inspire the next generation of athletes coming through to want to train their entire dedicate their entire life to making these Olympics, but also inspire the people at university and other different jobs to bring your skill set towards the sports industry to make these moments as good as they can be. And um, beyond just providing this incredible passion and, um, and enthusiasm, she also was incredibly practical with the way that, you know, that uh, she's been able to apply all of her hard work in beach volleyball to reach the pinnacle of her sport at the Olympics with a gold medal into her professional life and then been able mm. to pass it on. And that covered everything from the dedication and grit that you have to put in day-to-day to just, you know, small ways that you can understand people's names yeah. or remember people's names. So if you want to hear some of Nat Cook's inspiration and nitty-gritty details on how to, you know, work hard, remember people's names and um, dedicate your life towards something, go and listen to Episode 177, How to Prepare Yourself Like an Olympian Ahead of the 2032 Brisbane Olympics. Yeah, I love Nat Cook. That Mm. was amazing. The props were just all time. Mm. We've never seen a gold medal on our podcast before. No. Unbelievable. And just I love the the name recall Mm. as well. Really good. We'll need that. Absolutely. Uh, So that's number four. Number five. Uh, This is another very recent one as well, and it was another spur-of-the-moment one, and it's another one of our members who has done incredible things with his career, and he's member number one, in fact, Nathan Peroni in episode 181. The the title of his episode was The Blueprint Trajectory into Sport. Strong name. Yeah. Strong title. And the reason why we gave him that title is because he's just the perfect role role model for anyone in university trying to make their way into the sports industry. And for anybody who's currently sitting at one of the steps in between university and a job in sport, if you just listen to Nathan and follow what he did, you're going to end up with an amazing career as well. So um, talking to him was fantastic because not only is is his trajectory incredibly relatable, some of the things he talked about are very practical that people can apply in their own careers. And... uh, He's also another valued member of our community, the first person to ever join the community. And so, again, this is probably another proud moment, but to see how far he's come since joining our community and end up with jobs at the AFL and then with Western United and then to win the A-League Premiership in his very first season within three months of joining the club was just an amazing reward for effort that he's put in over a long period of time. So to chat with him and hear... In his words, how it felt to be rewarded for all that hard work after the years of dedication he's put into his career yeah. was just another really great and inspiring but practical episode that I'll continue to turn people to for a, a long time to come. Yeah, that was a good one. And just seeing from from day one to where he won that mm. A-League final, like the you're right, like it is the blueprint. Mm. Everything he did was incremental and structured and... He got to where he wanted to be and he's still flying. So, Mm. great episode and, uh, yeah, he's a a gun. That's it. So, there's my five. It was hard to pin it down to that. Yeah. Sam Hickson, 185. Dan Simons, not Simmons, 110. Michael Wolfert, 153. Nat Cook, 177. And Nathan Peroni, 181. Now, 
I want to mention a couple of honourable mentions because this was incredibly hard. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Ryan, I reckon he was 149. He's the director of FIBA Media over in Switzerland. Good friends with our mate Garth Town from the International Olympic Committee. Uh, Kimberly Furness, episode 128, could have easily been in the top five, like yeah. on, on par with uh, Daniel Simons in terms of practicality of episode. Mm. Another HR manager who taught us how to write a resume. Dom Kondo from the Geelong Cats at the time, now working at the Richmond Football Club, who's the dietitian. She's incredible. Morgan Mitchell, who is a sprinter. I think she's a sprinter. What do you call 400 to 800 metres? Middle distance. Middle distance runner. Global superstar. Global superstar, yeah. Holds massive contracts with F45 and, and the like. Uh, so, been able to get her insight on what it's like working with brands is amazing. And then, you're going to say? Oh, I was just going to say Morgan Mitchell. Um, amazing episode to look at how to work with athletes and brands mm. and, and their relationship in, in sport away from just the performance of what you do on the track but also mm. how they make money outside of on-field performance. Yep, yep. And then on the flip side, someone who works ex- incredibly close with athletes including the Australian cricket team, the Socceroos, the Australian Olympic team and Ryan Walker <laughs> at... The University Blues Football Club, <laughs> as well as Kathy Freeman, immediately after she won a gold medal in 2000, is Peter Bruckner, Dr. Peter Bruckner, who is just the goat of sports medicine in Australia. Yeah. Um, he's uh, another one. So hard to cull it down, but there's just too many to pick from. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. And by the way, all those athletes that you name, they're all level. All, all quality. <laughs> yeah, all level. Yeah. Australian cricket, soccer All is, similar level. Ryan Walker. Type athlete. Kathy Freeman. <laughs> uh, that's brilliant. Well, that's a good list. I mean, you've you've nailed the brief. Uh, they are all really good and actionable, which I think is uh, is great. Mm. Um, awesome. All right. On well, to my five. On to your five. Uh, for my first one, I will basically just explain it through a little a little clip that you can listen to now. Here we go. I think you've heard it before, um, but I thought I might just play it again for everybody. Australia will be there. Come on, Simon. Here's Aloisi for a place in the World Cup. He's yeah. <laughs> There we go. What a moment. What a moment. I thought we've got to have episode 165 with Simon Hill. He was, I mean, uh, not an idol, but someone we grew up with. Mm. You know, that we, we, we both love our football. Both grew up watching it and seeing Simon Hill on the screen was always just a part of the, the weekend Premier League action mm. and, and A-League action. So to have him on board to share, well, that experience that we just heard uh, and hear how, you know, how do you call that kind of match between Australia and Uruguay, arguably one of the biggest moments in Australian sporting history, literally the reason why you fell in love with sport I'll, I'll go as far to say as the biggest moment. The biggest moment, yeah. <laughs> in Ruben's Ruben dictionary, it is the biggest. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was outstanding. And just hearing the elements that goes behind 
commentating a match mm. uh, was something to behold. And he he was a charismatic bloke. He like he wasn't what I expected. <laughs> no, he like loved his music. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he he was great, and I thought it was just good to hear from someone of his caliber mm. uh, in his area of work. Um, it was just awesome and kind of like dream come true type stuff. Mm. Yeah, or international sports commentator like doesn't get much yeah. bigger than that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he'll be very happy to hear that that moment got played back again on this podcast <laughs> because when you listen back to it, he says. I really did not enjoy hearing that being played over and over and over and over again because he didn't think he did a good job on the night. No. Well, I mean, you could hear Craig Foster there just absolutely yeah. butchering the call for him. <laughs> you know what we should do? should message him and be like, hey, Simon, you've just had another chance to call that moment. Like Australia were in a penalty shootout to qualify for the World Cup just a few weeks ago, Yeah, 17 years on. You said you got it wrong the first time. Did you get it right the second time? Yeah. I think he did, but oh, mm. it wasn't as hectic as that. Mm. No way. The the what's it called? The grey wiggle though. Yeah, I think he left a bit of space there for like the crowd to have their say. It wasn't an awfully big crowd, but the picture said it all. Well, he probably had Craig Foster just like with a muzzle on in the corner, like "Don't talk, Craig. Don't talk, Craig. You're banned. You're not, you're not gonna ruin this for me this yeah. time." <laughs> I think Craig's banned from all Simon Hill matches from now on. <laughs> Great. So, number one was Simon Hill. Um, Epic. Number two is episode 144, Fleur McIntyre from the Sydney Kings. Mm. Uh, now, the backstory to this was Fleur was one of my lecturers and tutors back at uni, what was it, sort of 2013 to 2016. So, Fleur was an amazing sort of lecturer and we all absolutely loved her as one of you know our favourite lecturers at uni. But she's now at the Sydney Kings, has a, told a fantastic story about how she, she sort of built her career around teaching and, and obviously through university, but she's always had a touch point with basketball, always coached basketball in, in, in lower leagues, played basketball, basketball herself. And then when a role came up, uh, at the Sydney Kings, her good friend, and yes, I said that, good friend, Luke Longley, who is the ex-Chicago Bulls superstar who played with Michael Jordan, <laughs> thought, well, no, Fleur is perfect for this position. So she is assistant coach at the Sydney Kings who won the NBL last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just fantastic to talk to. Like we touched on basically everything. But I think one of the things that was great to talk to her about was sort of how – student life has changed over the last sort of 15 years. Mm. She, she's been in the game for a while. And I think one thing that stood out was um, how students are putting a lot more pressure on themselves now. Mm. Like people can't, you know, and, and I don't know what the right word for it is, but there's almost like this huge amount of anxiety that goes around mm. performing at university and you know, making sure you hit those marks. And I think it was just, it was refreshing to hear from her just to hear how that has changed since she's mm. been since she started and, and now after she's left. Um, but it just shows people, you know, just get it right but don't, you know, you don't have to be mm. that anxious about making sure you, you nail something. It, it'll all work out if, you, if you've done the preparation and work. Yeah. Speaking of preparation, she also delved into how to build your own career development plan. Yeah. Which she does 
with all the Sydney Kings athletes yep. day to day. Like that's her job. <laughs> yeah. And we asked her, how would you do that for a student? And she walked us through it step by step. Yeah. And if you're still thinking, oh, maybe I should listen to her, maybe I shouldn't, Fleur became the very first female to win an NBL ring with the Sydney Kings. No other female has ever won an NBL ring and she's part of the coaching staff there yeah. and uh, made history with the Kings. And uh, we knew that was going to happen, so we got her on in advance. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of the sports grad touch. You know, yeah. there's always uh, there's a few premiers that have come on quite a few come on the podcast. So mm. it's basically if you come on, you win the flag later that year. That's so it. It's an incentive. Cool. Two down, three to go. My third is episode 142, Binook Kodotawaku. He was basically from the Adelaide Crows, still is at the Adelaide Crows, uh, and is in their list management department. He started basically in a law degree, and he was thinking, I absolutely love sport, so how am I going to get into this? And he essentially created his own career plan about where he wants to fit himself in, did his own basically project work in the analytics space and, and in list management and all that kind of thing. Essentially networked his way into his roles. He's worked at Sportsbet, Pointsbet, a couple other ones in there that were crazy. But his role at Adelaide really is a job of dreams for people. Mm. People love the draft. People love creating playing lists and he essentially gets to be the man behind the scenes on draft night. Mm. So getting that insight about what it's like in that pressure cooker moment to pick a player, how do you decide do we trade this pick or do we go ahead and, and, and pick the guy we want? How do you make decisions on the fly? Awesome insight. Um, and he he's just a, a superstar in his space. Mm. And he, he's inside the sports community as well. So I loved uh, Binok. He's also from Perth, so I'm kind of biased in a way. <laughs> Um, but now over in the US doing his MBA, which is amazing. Mm. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head whereabouts that is at. With like the uh, – is he over at Duke? Might be Duke. It's like one of the big universities. It's one of the big ones. Yeah. Uh, I'll, it'll hurt after this when I look or it up. Or Villanova or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it'll be a big one. But anyway, yeah. check out 142 with Binok. He's amazing if you want to get into the mm. sports analytics space or, or list management space. I just love how he did a law degree for five years and then said, I'm not going to use any of this. I'm just going to lean on the analytics skills that I learnt in my spare time during a law degree. Yep. Yep. And now he's got one of the best jobs in football. So good. So good. And works for Adelaide over there. Yeah, from the US. So he, he does a lot, of, yeah, a lot of work on the side, which is amazing. So check that out if you're interested in that space. All righty, two to go. Uh, episode 170, and this was with M. Collin, who is our former colleague at Cricket Australia. Mm. M's speciality is social media, the massive world that is social media. <laughs> but M basically talked us through how how she works with the Australian women's cricket team. Probably one of them, I think it is probably the most successful national team that Australia has at the moment. Oh, the most successful team of any team in the entire world. By far. Absolutely dominates. National, state, <laughs> domestic, you name it. The, uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find a more successful team than the Australian yeah. women's cricket team. Yeah. And hearing Em's insights into what it's like to to work with them and, and create great content around them is amazing. And, and also what I loved about that is just the impact that it had on Em. 
like we, I think we asked her a question around how's, you know, working with the Australian women's team affected you and she's mm. like, it's, it's just, it's my dream and it's what I've always wanted to do and she just absolutely loves her job and it's just awesome when you're talking to someone, hearing them give that sort of passion and that, that kind of answer. Mm. So, that's amazing and then just around how she actually curates the content, she gave us a bit of uh, advice on uh, – <laughs> Insta captioning, yeah, she always <laughs> need a hand with. Yep, uh, Millie, great, great episode. She she loves that one. Yeah, for our Insta captioning. But uh, M Collins, great. If you are interested in in that social media space, she's an absolute superstar and what she does. Yeah, there's M's got a great photo of her junior cricket team, and she's the only girl in the team, and she's sitting in the front row holding a cricket bat. Yeah, and that was because there were no girls teams for her to join. Yeah. And now her job is to help grow the game for women and girls uh, in Australia for cricket. Mm. And she's using Alyssa Healy, Elise Perry, Meg Lanning as her people to create content every single day. Yeah. So incredible that she gets to experience that. Yeah, absolutely. Finally, uh, episode 124. Oh, yes. Probably our... (laughs) Probably our favourite of all time, <laughs> put it out there, uh, and that is Hamish McLaughlin. Um, he was a gun. He speaks on a podcast just like he does on Friday Night Footy on Channel 7. Uh, absolute gun. He shared a lot of insight from you know one of his biggest mentors in, in Bruce McAvaney. Um, Who just got inducted into the yeah. Hall of Fame of Australian TV. Great call the other day. He did. And have you seen the speech that he made? Yes, I did. Incredible. Genuinely incredible. Mm. One of the great speeches. No, not a single note in front of him. No, he, he can just do it. No teleprompter, anything. I, be, I bet you anything as well. He probably, I mean, he could have prepared, but he. I wouldn't surprise me if he just did that off the cuff <laughs> and he just thought, I'm speaking from the heart here. Yeah. Incredible. Um. But it is it is great hearing from Hamish just how special Bruce is from all the advice that he was able to give him mm. um, in the early days and and still today. Um, he also spoke about you know how you commentate a footy game from a radio point of view and a TV point of view because there are obvious differences. You can't see anything on radio, and that was really inter- interesting to hear. It was really practical too. Like I can still recall his voice. Given you the sequence of words to say, yeah, it's like where is it? Who's got the ball? What's the score? Where yeah. is it? Who's got the ball? What's the score? Yeah, unreal. Those in media out there who are keen, mm. it's probably the podcast for you. Uh, and then finally, I just loved how he was able to share how, as an interviewer, you can basically emotionally connect um, to mm. the interviewee, and, and how you can actually build a relationship purely from a, a quick interview. Um, spoke about all the prep he did at for the Brownlow and how I used to meet with all the players individually to understand their journey into footy and all that kind of thing. So mm. listen to Hamish. He also gives me a fair bit of, uh, what's the word? Stick. Stick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Hamish, if you're listening, uh, still still, I'm not married. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, Hamish. <laughs> so that's my five. Uh, my honourable mentions, I'll quickly go through. Um, episode 100. I love that, how to get how to get into sport without getting lucky. Basically go through eight principles of how to get into sport. That just made the cutoff, by the way. It was about just about a year ago. You know, I, I checked the downloads on this and Hamish McLaughlin's our most downloaded episode of all time. Mm. Episode 100 is 
in second and there's daylight for third. Yeah, all right. So people keep coming back to it. It's fantastic. Well, and the other thing about episode 100 is we got Kath back mm. on the pod. So we actually got interviewed by Kath Lockton the other way around. We interviewed her first and, and she interviewed us second. So tune into that. Um, the other two that I've got here are our episode with Bennett Merriman, Shannon Gove and Geordie. Uh, basically, that was when Spark and SportsGrad came together and uh, one of the great storytelling episodes as well. So if you want to hear more about how Spark came together and also how SportsGrad was created and, and where it is today, then tune into that. And then finally, uh, a recent episode with Ollie Gilbert from Gemba spoke about his shift from big four accounting firms out there into sport, basically from the boring stuff to the fun stuff. Mm. <laughs> and uh, his transition into Gemba in their strategy team, uh, which was awesome. Mm. So tune into them. Nice. That was a great list. Again, there's so many to, to recall, so many great moments to... We could go on. We seriously could. <laughs> we could go on. Haim Katrib from the FIFA yeah. Women's World Cup. There's another, some now. Another ripper. There's too many. Amanda Jenkins at FIBA. We've also forgotten David Pryles, CEO of Hockey, Kelly mm. Ryan, CEO of Netball Australia. They're amazing. Yeah. Well, Kelly was last week. Instant classic. Instant classic. Um, so there's a lot there. So, uh, yeah, go nice. back and, and see the record because mm. uh, there's a lot there to get through. Very good. Very good. All right. We might change lanes now. We've had a look at the podcast. We're going to take a deep dive into the community and our favorite sports grad community moments from the last 12 months. And now we've, uh, we've combined heads on this one to come up with a joint top five. And uh, if you're not aware of the sports grad community and, and what it is, it is our place to share resources and connect people who want to work in sport to people who already do work in sport and some of the biggest organizations in the world, such as Cricket Australia, uh, the T20 World Cup, Netball Australia, all these organizations are inside there to meet people hungry to work in the sports industry. And once they're inside there, they all come together through Discord, which is a little app you can get on your phone or platform on your laptop. And you can chat to each other, you can join speed networking events, you can join masterclasses uh, and job fairs. And it's basically just a networking and resource hub to propel your career in any way, shape or form that you want. And a lot has happened <laughs> yeah. inside that hub in the last 12 months. But we're going we're gonna to share five of our favorite moments with you. Now, I'm going to kick this one off. And this one uh, relates to our good friend Nathan Peroni who has been on the podcast and how he helped one of our other favorite members, Lachlan Crofts, get a job at the AFL. So we are hosting a speed networking night one Wednesday evening in September last year. And uh, Nathan and Lachlan have never met before. And Ryan pairs them into the same breakout room. And Lachlan starts to learn about Nathan's role at the AFL and the customer service team and the casual work that he's doing there. And Nathan tells him about this job that's coming up in his team. And he says to Lachlan, you know what, if you need a hand applying for this job, I've been through the process and can walk you through every single step. And sure enough, through meeting Nathan, getting his advice and learning about the opportunity on the call that night, three weeks later, Lachlan's working at the AFL and all of his friends are like, how on earth did you do that? How do you get a job at the AFL? 
And so, that continues to be one of my favorite community moments because it's the essence of what we're trying to create, people helping people to land awesome jobs in sport. And uh, Lachlan is a beauty and things like that happen to good people when they put themselves out there. So, uh, that is community moment number one for me. Yeah, love that. It all starts from speed, speed network, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Love that. My one is uh, Netball Australia joins the community and early on we basically we were really working hard to make sure that we got the best organisations inside and Netball Australia were more than willing to jump in straight away. They saw what we were doing, they saw the potential of the people inside and thought absolutely let's jump in and it was within about a month period that they, I think, I'm not sure the exact numbers over the month, but I'm pretty sure it was seven hires within the first four or five weeks. Mm. And that is absolutely massive, like for us, from where the communities come from to where it is now, to see all these people jumping in, accessing our resources, doing all the right things, meeting the right people, putting their best foot forward at an organization, a, a national sporting organization mm. like Netball. And being able to find seven Sportscope members in that short period of time, mm. I think it speaks to just the quality of the people inside mm. because those opportunities don't come around every day. No. Um, and it's also great for, for Netball to, just to see the talent and the potential of the people mm. inside as well. So when that happened, Ruben and I were basically jumping out of our seats. <laughs> we were absolutely stoked. Mm. Um, but it's just great to have like this. We've got this mini team. We've got this big team of sports crowd <laughs> members at Netball, which is absolutely fantastic. And we went to the Netball the other night. Great game. Uh, you know the the semi final. I'm talking about the the Vixens, the prelim Giants, prelim final. <laughs> and you know, just seeing a few of the staff members there. You know, we saw Hamish Bigwood, who was one of the first one. He's the super Suncourt Super Netball Coordinator at Netball Australia. Absolutely killing it and, and just having a great time. Mm. Um, that's what sort of made us really happy. Yeah. It's, just, it's great to see all these people finding their, their mm. dream job in sport. Liv Newman in the marketing team and Sarah Preddy running the socials. Yeah. Uh, and so she's one who was working in the hotel industry over in Adelaide and Netball Australia gave her an opportunity within one month of joining the community mm. to move to Melbourne and start working in one of the biggest organisations in sport in this country. Um so, well done to Netball for uh, filling their their place with great people. Yeah. Uh, the next favourite community moment, uh, number three, is the T20 World Cup coming along to our meetups to hire our community members on the night. Yeah. So <laughs> and, good. And uh, uh, they've been to our meetups. They've met the people in person. They're going to be doing these hotel liaison roles around the country during the October during the tournament in October, we're actually running a job fair tomorrow night with the T20 World Cup to talk all about it in in further depth. Ali Durkis is going to be on the call. She's the people and culture manager there. Uh, and this is the first time that our one of our partner organizations has come along to one of our in-person events for mm. the purposes of recruiting, which was just amazing for both the T20 World Cup and the people who are going to be doing those jobs to come together, chat about them, and then Go fill a great opportunity. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Uh, you know what? Like, where else can you go to a, a relaxed meetup event, and you you can essentially get hired in that position, or, or or get the best, be in the best position to be hired 
from, from those positions. Where, where else can you go to a pub and come out with a job at the T20 World Cup? <laughs> I've got an answer for you, nowhere. <laughs> you cannot do it. So that's what makes that pretty cool and uh, the great relationship we have with the ICC T20 World Cup. So it's really exciting. Um, another great story is Athletics Australia and Luke Richo Richardson loves to be called Richo. Does Luke? <laughs> he was he was on our he was on our Q and A the other night, and he refers to himself as Richo. Good. I good. believe at Athletics Australia they still call him Luke, though. I'm <laughs> under good authority. But this was an awesome role. They needed someone really, really quickly. I'm talking in the next 24, 48 hours for uh, basically a travel role and an organising operation sort of role within the team. They came to us and said, who do you reckon could do it? They jumped in and they found Luke Richo Richardson within 24 hours. Mm. I'm not even emphasising that. (laughs) He found a job in 24 hours and is absolutely killing it, absolutely Mm. killing it there. So that's just an example of if you want a job really quickly or if you're an organisation out there who just needs to, get someone straight away and you know that this person can do the job, that is the best example Mm. that we can give you. It was a genuine 24-hour job. Mm. And not the first time that Athletics Australia have done that, by the way. No. This this wasn't within the last... This is version two. Yeah. Probably 14 months ago. (laughs) (laughs) We're outside the parameters of this conversation. But 14 months ago, uh, we got the same call up and said, hey, Ruben, who do you know? And we referred them to Amrit Pal. He started on a one-month contract, moved to a three, moved to a six. Now he's got a 12 Yeah, and is just loving life inside Athletics Australia. So uh, they've done it again, AA. Yeah, they've done it again. Awesome, awesome to have them part of the community as well. Mm. They are absolutely amazing. Now, one of my, my final favorite moment in the community comes from James Papadopoulos. And at the start of the year, he was quick to jump into the community and he applied for a job. And he came to me and he said, oh, Ruben, I, I missed out on the job. You know, I had some trouble with my interviewing. My cover letter wasn't great. My resume wasn't great either. Yeah. And I said to him, have you, have you seen the resource hub, James? And he goes, no, what's that? And I showed him where the resource hub in the community was and he found our templates. He found our masterclasses on how to write your cover letter using um, a set structure that we recommend, uh, using a template that is a templated version of the resume I used to get my job at Cricket Australia and showed him the masterclass of me putting them into action live on Zoom for a job at the Geelong Cats so that he can follow the sequence of steps that I use to sell myself on paper for a job. And then I referred him to another inter- another webinar that showed him how I then take a similar sort of process to sell myself in an interview. How do you structure an answer? How do you emphasize different points? How do you basically get your value across? And James went away, did his homework, looked through the webinars, looked through the resources, applied his own information to the templates, and he got a job. He he got a job as the accreditation assistant at the Formula One Grand Prix and has gone on to get another job at Soul Motive. Uh, as an event coordinator there. So, well done to James from starting from ground zero, using the resources and now landing a job, which is just amazing. And it's exactly what it's there for. So, um, great to see James making use of the resources in the community. 
use the resources, James. <laughs> yeah, I remember that moment. <laughs> Great. Uh, good on him, James Papp. He's an absolute legend. So good mm. on you, mate. Awesome. Rubes, what an episode. Yeah. Lots of lot we chatted through there. <laughs> a lot of a lot of content for people to go back and look at if they yeah. haven't already. Uh but yeah, great episode. Love your work. Your five were good. Thank you. I thought my five were all right. But above all, I love all those community moments. They probably top it all off for me. Mm. Absolutely. Well, it's awesome. been a big twelve months, so it a has. lot to, to try and pack in. But um uh yeah thank you to everyone who's been listening for the last 12 months because you know as we said at the start we just thought we'd do it for a few months and see how it goes and we're still going so everyone who listens along and everyone who's in the community thank you very much uh we'll try and do it again for another 12 i think yeah we'll, we'll see you for when we turn three we'll, do, <laughs> do, we'll just keep doing this version every 12 months but uh mm. yeah thank you very much Awesome. We'll leave it there. But connect with us on LinkedIn. Plus, be sure to jump into the SportsGrad community. We will see you there. Head to sportsgrad.com.au slash community to join or head to the link in our show notes. Also, if you love the show, we would love for you to rate the show five stars wherever you listen to your podcast. Subscribe on Apple or follow on Spotify. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.